Intel just released their fifth generation server CPU. So what I want to do in today's episode is the following. First, obviously take a closer look at an overview of this new product. Second, I want to take a closer look what's in store for Intel in forms of server CPU within the upcoming years, what kind of new products they're releasing. Third, I want to kind of take a closer look at the competition with AMD. And finally, I just want to look at some valuation metrics. So let's take a closer look in today's episode. Like always, we're going to start off with overall price action and your favorite semiconductor company, Intel, we can see year to date is doing amazing up 69%. Today, the stock is green where its biggest competitor in this space right now, AMD is not. AMD right now is down roughly 0.4%, but year to date, AMD is still dominating up roughly 115% after this company has kind of seen a nice boost from their MI300 and kind of the AI accelerating market. So like I mentioned today, Intel actually held an event, which was their AI Everywhere event where they talked about a lot of different solutions for both the consumer side and the data center side. Today, I want to take a closer look at more of their data center side. And on December 14th, Intel launched its fifth generation Xeon scalable processor, the second Xeon family upgrade in less than a year. So obviously for unfortunately for AMD, uh, for Intel, AMD has really been taking market share in the data center space. We're going to look at numbers in a bit. Uh, so Intel has really tried to improve their CPU servers, uh, server CPUs to kind of offset the bleeding that's happened within with happening to them in the market. Uh, so this is their fifth generation and an upgrade in less than a year. One of the big kind of selling points for their fifth generation and also the fourth generation is they do have kind of AI accelerators built within the cores to kind of help address demanding end-to-end -end AI workloads before customers need to add discrete accelerators. And, and this is a big, big point to understand, right? AI is not new to the overall market. Generative AI, maybe some of these large language models are to some extent new to, to the overall clouding market, but there have always been AI workloads most of those AI workloads have always run in CPUs opposed to GPUs. So Intel is saying that, hey, look, we have AI accelerators within every core that we have right now. And there might be certain workloads where you don't need a discrete uh, a discrete accelerator or, or a, a, G, uh, a GPU, and you'll be fine with our fifth generation Xeon processor. I want to thank The Motley Fool for sponsoring this video. And check out fool.com slash Jose for the 10 best stocks to buy now. With that link, you get a promotional offer for the subscription service. Now, let's continue with today's episode. They even talk about how most customers in the CPU space, outside of maybe your cloud server providers who also who always need to have kind of the top of the line product, but most customers or your typical customers usually follow a five-year recycle when upgrading from even older generations. So this company mentions that, hey, if you're upgrading from their first generation server CPU, you can reduce their total cost of ownership by up to 77% and also reduce the amount of, of servers you might need, the amount of real estate that you might need to kind of hold these servers. They do mention that this fifth gen Xeon processors support up to 64 cores per CPU. Uh, there is a huge list of different types of solutions, uh, some as low as eight cores and like we saw some as high as 64. Sometimes you might have kind of smaller eight cores for edge edge solutions or things that you need to run in the edge where you don't need heavy, heavy computational power. Uh, 
uh, and probably need better efficiency in forms of power to performance. Uh, so they have a range of solutions ranging from high to low cores. They also did mention that fifth generation Xeon processors are pin compatible with the previous generation. And that's very important because we do know how hard or sometimes how difficult it is to ramp up new pin production. And what I mean is, for example, AMD, if we take a closer look, AMD's second and third generation CPU, Milan and Rome, shared the same pin layout. So if someone had the Rome CPU, they can easily upgrade with Milan. It was pretty much a plug and play. But when it came to the fourth generation, the Genoa line, this was on a different pin layout because obviously new technology. So if you wanted to upgrade from Genoa to, uh, from Milan to Genoa, you actually essentially had to buy like new motherboards and new pieces because it wasn't a plug and play. And usually when that happens, it takes all it's a little bit more of a hurdle to upgrade. So companies take a little bit longer to ramp up. They also mentioned that big server manufacturers like Super Microcomputer and others are already offer are going to start offering Xeon server CPU solutions in the first quarter of of 2024 and they do mention that cloud server providers will announce availability of fifth gen cm processors based instances throughout the year now i want to take a closer look at what's upcoming for intel here in the cpu space they have two major upgrades coming in next year of 2024 we have sierra forest which is going to be a cpu that's mainly meant for efficiency and up to 288 cores that's expected to arrive in the first half of 2024 and then we have granite rapids which is going to be more of a performance type cpu and that will be will closely follow follow um, Sierra Forest. So now before we go any further, I do want to say thank you guys for the support. Make sure to hit the thumbs up and the subscribe button. I'm trying to hit 30,000 by the year's end. I'm not sure if I can make it, but if you guys hit the subscribe button, I think we might get there. I also do have weekly exclusive videos in my membership program for semiconductor industry. Click join to learn more. Check out fool.com slash Jose for special offer and my free newsletter at josenaharo.substack.com. Now I want to take a close look at the data center market for Intel in the past few years. So we can see quarter three of 2023, Intel had roughly $3.8 billion here in the data center market and AI group. This includes kind of their GPUs as well from their Gaudi and, and, and all their other lines, but a bulk of the revenue comes from the CPU side, $3.8 billion. And just to kind of keep this in line with AMD, AMD has roughly half of that at $1.6 billion, a little bit less than half. But we we can see how Intel has actually lost a lot of market here where a year ago that market was $4.3 billion and the year before that it was actually $5.8 billion. So Intel has really lost a nice amount of market share here in the data center CPU um, and it does. that's why we're seeing Intel really trying to focus on creating those new chips on being on schedule because they have to stop the bleeding and need to kind of pick back up and become uh, and grab market share share here in the server CPU space. Now we also took a closer look at Intel's kind of future production line. So I just want to look at AMD's roadmap. We looked at this picture earlier before, but we can see AMD just finished their fourth generation CPU um, line and they had four CPUs here. They're actually expected to release their fifth generation C Epic CPU 
Bruce, which is going to be the Turing family later in 2024 to kind of combat that new generation of Intel solutions. Uh, so we can definitely see AMD being a big player here in this space. Now, I want to finish off this episode by just taking a closer look at PE ratios. Right now, if we look at PE ratios of current levels, AMD is super expensive at over 1000 PE ratio. Intel looks pretty cheap at 16.37, but it is kind of a very interesting time in the semiconductor market. Now, if we take a closer look at forward PE ratio, which is the end of this fiscal year, which is expected to end this quarter that we're in right now, we can see the valuations get a little bit closer. AMD is actually more expensive at a PE ratio of 51.7. Intel is cheaper, but not by much with a PE ratio forward of 47.4. Now, I actually wanted to take a closer look one year after that. So forward, forward one year PE ratio, which is the end of next fiscal year. So in theory, one year and one quarter from now, AMD's PE ratio sitting at 36.2 while Intel's PE ratio is sitting at 23.69. So just some fun notes here. I'm still an AMD shareholder. Uh, Nvidia is my number one. AMD is my number two. Intel is your favorite semiconductor company, but I can definitely see a very strong bullish case here. So I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. Take care, have a good day, and see you next time.